What's up, everyone? On our play for this week, the Los Angeles Tours board has killed the future of E3. It's a shame. New 2D Mario announced at the latest Nintendo Direct. Final Fantasy 60 Review Roundup is here, and we have our impressions of the game. And we got the latest details from Microsoft, the FTC's court case. All this and more in Season 7, Episode 25 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. The Bird Killer. Yeah, yeah. I am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. Mm, what does the M.F. stand for? Small, medium, or large. Oh. <laughs> it really just depends on the day and the weather, right? <laughs> nah, actually, I have a mini story behind it. Uh, <laughs> my wife went to the gym, saw a dead deer in the road came back and was like hey that shit's still there let me call animal control so we call animal control and the lady's like where's the deer and what size is it small medium or large and for some reason that just triggered me and i just was in tears <laughs> laughing crying and the lady was like what's wrong and i'm like it sounds like i'm ordering at mcdonald's what do you mean small medium or large? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I, I, oh, I was I was I was reduced to quivers and tears and giggles like it was, I, I, it was the funniest thing in the world at the moment. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, last up but not least up. Hey, everyone. It's me, Avery. Nailed it. Excellent. Perspect Star Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. Today's a little special. The last couple of weeks have been special. But today's also special. Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or a podcast services you are tuned in on. And if you want to join in our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressxmqstart.com slash Discord. With that being out the way, let us jump into the gaming news. Number one, E3 2024 and 2025 has been canceled according to the Los Angeles tourism board hmm. esa says no final decision yet this comes from ign i believe this is george yang yes this is all right so did y'all hear about this just say anything about this Mm-mm. yeah so apparently the uh, la tourism board has said that e3 2024 and 2025 has been canceled and it's one of those things where it's like okay well are they just saying that from their perspective in terms of ESA hasn't reached out to them? Uh, the weird thing is that leading up to E3 being canceled this year, there was a lot of ESA and uh, Reed Pop saying like, oh, no, 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 we're, we're going to do the thing. And then like uh, Yves Gamon was like, yeah, no, I think it's canceled this year kind of. Thing. And then it turns out to be canceled. So this is just, I think, in a vacuum, we would look at this and be like, oh, well, they probably just working off of bad information or something. But at the same time, it's like, mm, this actually might have some credence to it. So what do you guys think about this? Where would they even hold it if it was to come back? You know, here's an idea. Washington, D.C. You know, the uh, D.C. Convention Center might be big enough. I don't know. I mean, we have the car show there. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they would have to fly like a majority of the industry over here because the majority of the industry is on 
West Coast versus East Coast. Oh, Um, I mean, I don't know. We 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 were never able to go anyway, so it's whatever. I mean, yeah, it's games are gonna come out regardless if there's an E3 or not. Yeah, Avery, what's your feelings on this? Uh, I've done. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me, anyways, in the light of Summer Game Fest being a pretty good event for me, I think like, sure, E3, you can take a couple of years off and by 2026, if this is true, by 2026, we can see what you have and if it's actually going to be worth anything because you're giving essentially Cur Blanche to Jeff Keighley and, and his show to like do pretty much the heavy pushing so we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. yeah all right number two nintendo direct has happened last week and they dropped a pretty good number of games the the conversation around this being the new games they announced is that this is looking kind of like their sunset lineup for the switch and that yeah. i think um Jeff Grubb had mentioned that, um, you know, he sees like probably the end of the year they talk about a Switch 2 or like their next console in the next year sometime they release the console. I think on another IGN podcast, they were saying like, oh, they might talk about the next console next year and then release it in the fall. I don't see them uh, revealing anything until next year. They want to give time for, uh, you know, the new Super Mario game and all the other shit's time to breathe. Yeah. Um, I'd say yeah. six months out for Mario or Pikmin Mirror release. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, if, if you're giving rumblings about the next system, that means they already have another Mario. I'm sure it's in development, ready to go, but... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, a very I, short I, span in between Mario. Right. Avery, what's your thoughts on the um, idea of a Switch sequel? I don't necessarily care unless it's a home console that doesn't fucking go handheld and can run games that... 4K, 60 FPS, I definitely, I have no real yeah. for a new Switch. I haven't touched my Switch to play a new game in over a year. And the only time I do mm. touch my Switch is when I'm going to someone's house to play Smash Brothers, and that's it. Yeah. Are you interested in Mario at all? No, it's a 2D Mario. I got no interest in it. Oh, I'm copying this show. Yeah, so we can actually talk about the Mario games. Hold on, let me kind of get the trailer up. But yeah, um... We're not going to go in chronological order of the actual um, yeah. direct because they showed a bunch of games. So we're just going to talk about the biggest and work from there. So as Sean said, Super Mario Wonder is the newest game. So apparently it's not in the new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic, but mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference between them. Um, you know, I don't yeah, know what was yeah, wrong like... with the new Super Mario Brothers. Like I didn't. It didn't bother me that much. I don't see why people had an issue with it, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, as a person who is not very much that big into Mario, I mm-hmm. have a hard time really parsing the difference between like the different versions. Other than if I like look at it and be like, okay, well, Mario's head shape is different here versus here. Um, so, do you have no interest in this one? No, actually, I think I, I really like the idea of this. I think. For me, the main issue with the Mario games, 2D in particular, because we we got the, uh, I think we got the one on the Wii, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. We, I, I remember Mario Galaxy. No, or... no, 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 the 2D, 2D Mario. Oh, okay. That, that was another Switch? new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. Yeah, so 
played that and it was fine, but it never really held my interest, mainly because it just kind of felt like I'm just like, I'm like going through the motions and like there's nothing really interesting for me mm-hmm. in this. Where I think watching this trailer, I like the idea of wonder being an element to it. And like, yeah. you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like once you take the mushroom, things change, you know, it gets all psychedelic. So that's cool to me. I, I think this trailer overall was very like delightful to watch in a way. So yeah, yeah I, they I'm, introduced I'm, uh, Mario the elephant version. Yes, yeah, yeah, he becomes a elephant, which is uh, uh, some people have been saying that this is actually a first for Mario because generally when he transforms, he just puts on a suit and keeps his like face and like normal aesthetics. But now he's actually become mm-hmm. an elephant in overalls. So we'll see what that means. So yeah, so this is Mario Wonder. Um, the next game was Super Mario RPG Remake. Oh, so Mario Wonder comes out October 20. So a lot yeah. of these games are talking about, all of these games come, they were talking about coming out this year. Um, yeah, Super Mario RPG. Did y'all play Mario RPG? No. Um, the yeah. first Mario RPG-ish thing I played was Paper Mario on the Wii, okay. and I enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I also didn't play Mario RPG just for the same fact of like watching a trailer yeah. was never like, oh, this is something I want to play. Um, the next game on our list is Detective Pikachu 2. Or I'm sorry, Detective Pikachu Returns. That's the official title for this. Uh, what was your take on this? I didn't play the first one. Um, I didn't really even pay too much attention to this one. Yeah. It it did not grab me. I'm not a. I don't know. Maybe if this was like a fifteen twenty, maybe not even then. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, this one was interesting because I didn't realize that Detective Pikachu there was a one to it. So like this was all very new to yeah. me, and to see that this was a sequel, I was like, oh, okay. Like when I think Detective Pikachu, I think of the movie. I don't think of the game. But yeah, I actually like how this looks. I think this is. In a weird way, this feels like a apology for how um, Pokemon Sapphire and Sapphire, no, no, Scarlet and Violet, yeah. for the mm-hmm. the graphics of that game. And this this looks like a really like polished Pokemon kind of story game. So this is cool. Um, am I gonna play it? I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably wait till the reviews to see how good it is. So yeah. I mean, the first one I'm looking now, I got like a roughly about an eight out of ten, you know, oh. 4.3 out of five. But I mean, that's still, yeah, yeah. for me. It also depends on like because I didn't play the first one. I don't know like what kind of game this is. I mean, I'm guessing because yeah. detective, it's like you know, mystery kind of thing. So we'll see. But uh, uh, Detective Pichu two comes out October six. All right. Uh, next up, we have. Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1. This is cool. Did we not know that this was coming to Switch before? Um, I didn't know, but I find it yeah. funny that 15 plus year old games are getting this um, Arkham. Yeah, yeah. Arkham Asylum. Like, yeah, Arkham Asylum was a weird, like, okay, all right, that's the thing that's happening. All right, cool, I guess. But yeah, this is just, uh, I'm. If I were to be into Metal Gear, I wouldn't play it on the Switch. That just doesn't seem like the thing to do. Uh, yeah, hopefully these are coming to other platforms because I never actually got to play Metal Gear Solid 1 past what mm-hmm. was in the demo for PS1. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, 
I may or may not check this out if this comes to a uh, PS5. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have WarioWare Move It that comes out in the November. This 6th. I am hyped for. This is your game, right? Um, the last, yeah, the last WarioWare. Uh, I didn't even get that because they said it wasn't like a true successor to the old games on like the DS, 3DS, and all that good stuff. But um, yeah. I'm excited to play this. The last one I played, I think, was on the Wii. Okay. Or maybe the uh, uh the Wii U, whatever. But yeah, these are always good fun. Yeah, like I've never played a WarioWare game, but every time I hear anyone talk about it, it's usually like, oh, this is actually a really good collection of like party games versus like Nintendo. Even if you're just playing it by yourself, it just yeah, is yeah, yeah, very quirky. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. Avery, does uh WarioWare do anything for you? I already could tell you he's not yeah. touching this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, last up on our list is uh. They just released some new Pikmin 4 details, which talked about the different things you can do with the game. And there's like a co uh, no competitive multiplayer mode in there as well. Um, that's cool. That's looking like if you love P- Pikmin, you're going to love this one. So, Yeah, I'm happy for everybody who's got a Pikmin 4. Uh, I'm yeah. not really into it, but if yeah. they can get a Pikmin 4, maybe there's hope. Yeah. It, it, listeners, if you can tell, Nintendo's not really our like main thing but like i i can appreciate them creating these it was a solid choice for nintendo if you're a nintendo it was. fan yeah yeah, exactly. um, yeah yeah i'm just not buying my nintendo switch to play any multi-platform games i'm strictly getting it for they're pokemon zelda donkey kong mario yeah they're they're yeah. they're back and stuff yeah so with that being said was there any other games that really stuck out to either you from the direct um, past Mario Wonder and WarioWare move it. Um, I don't think so. All right. Uh, well, that is it for that. Now let's jump to the next thing. Actually, before we do that, hey, you listener, how are you doing? Good. Do us a solid. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and the notification bell. After you do that, do us another solid. Switch over to your podcast, whatever service you're using. Download the podcast if you haven't downloaded it. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't subscribed to it. Watch it, listen. No, actually, no, listen to it because at this point you're listening. So listen, go to your same podcast service and leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate that. We need it. Thank you so much. All right. Let us jump into the Final Fantasy 16 review roundup and our mm-hmm. impressions. So Final Fantasy 16 dropped last week at the time of this recording. Uh, it is sitting at a 88 on Metacritic and an 89 on Open Critic. It is doing very well. Um you know, props for that team for putting together a very different Final Fantasy game and it relatively hitting pretty well around the course. There, there is some mm-hmm. um, some people are review bombing it because it's a PlayStation exclusive. And it's like, come on, guys, like, seriously, did they say this was going to go to the Xbox? So it's like, you know, there's people just mad. And for some of those people who are review bombing this, they also yeah. gave Redfall a 10 out of 10. So. There you go. That's you know another thing. Uh, Avery, you have been playing, at least from what I suspect, you have played more than both of uh, Sean and myself combined, right? I believe so. Okay. How are you enjoying the game? Uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any, <laughs> yeah, anything else to say about the game? Uh, not really beyond it is very much in line with what the Final Fantasy XIV team is capable of putting out. It feels 
especially at the part of the game I'm at very much in line with a Devil May Cry game. At the beginning, it didn't feel like a Devil May Cry game, but at a certain point, it sort of does feel like a Devil May Cry game, and that's to its benefit and its uh, not benefit. Okay, okay. Sean, how's your feeling? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's my TV or not. I, I have the brightness cranked up to like 9, 10 Okay. And um, I'm in a, what did I call it, Lost Wing? Mm. And I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I... I feel like I'm walking around in the dark. Yeah. Some parts of it feel very dark. Um, I'm playing it late at night, so I'm kind of sleepy playing it, but it is a uh, gripping, interesting story. And mm-hmm. I am enjoying the combat. Um, it remains to be seen how this platinum is going to go, but I may platinum this because I don't think okay. there are any missables. You have to play it twice. Okay. Okay. But a new game plus. Um, no, but. I'm enjoying it so far to the point where I may recommend it to some people. Like I might recommend it to uh, our friend Dason just because it has that uh, Game of Thrones light story feel, yeah. for lack of a better you know descriptor to people. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Um, I'm also been playing it. I have beat the first icon, I guess. I story stuff. Um. Yeah, I, I've gone through some waves of emotion with this game. Uh, when I first started, when I played the demo, I, I think I talked on the I think I'm pretty sure I talked on the podcast how like I felt like you're kind of just spamming square a lot and then you, you, you get your mm-hmm. ability and your ability is on cooldown and it takes a while for the abilities to come back up. And it's like, oh, this is a single player game. It's like reduce that cooldown time just a little bit. Um, then they would have to reduce the power of the move if you just want to spam I, those. The potency of them. I would argue that like the moves aren't really doing much damage. They do chunk damage, my guy. What are you talking about? When you're fighting the they big guys, it's, when you're fighting the big guys, it's it's like, anyways, like I, I think for me right now, I'm at the point where I'm enjoying the game. Like after beating the the first icon, that fight, parts of it felt good. Other parts of it felt like. Man, you're really spamming this like arm grab thing. Like, okay, come on, come on, come on. But it's one of the things where, okay, well, this is just what this character does. And it's also kind of teaching you, like, oh, this is probably gonna be an attack that you get after you beat the character, mm-hmm. you get their ability. Yeah. Um, overall, I think the Game of Thrones sense of it really works, at least for me, to its benefits, because it definitely I don't dislike the final fantasy story that they generally mm-hmm. use in terms of yeah. I don't dislike it. I, I think it's just like, all right, this is you know, it's okay. I, I do like them intermingling it with the whole Game of Thrones stuff and like you have your own little ghost and five is obviously Jon Snow. Um I think the performances I really like. Um when you first meet Sid, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I thought something was wrong with my TV because his voice was like so deep. And I was like, oh, what the? Like, what's, <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh, man, got that Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, is something off of my sound? Like, why is it sound like this? But like, you know, obviously I checked my sounds and everything was okay. And the more he talked, the more I got used to it. And like, I really like his character. Um, Clive, I think there's. Does his I think, voice make you want to throw your panties at the TV? I mean, Almost, but I was wearing them, so I couldn't, you know, take them off and throw them. So, you know, just amateur. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
I think Clive was a character I still need, you know, of course, I'm at the beginning of the game, so we're still kind of getting his story. But um, yeah, I, I think right now Sid is my favorite character and the yeah. actual particle effects in this game, I'd probably say they, they have like the best particle system in the industry right now. Because yeah. I can't, yeah, nothing competes with like how they just do their like shiny stuff. But I think uh, maybe Returnal, but yeah, I played it. Oh, okay. Um, and I see a lot of places saying that Sid's kind of stole the show of this game. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I can see. It. I mean, Clive just uh, then I, I don't know. I guess into the whole idea of like Clyde being sort of a silent protagonist in a way, but like he does talk, mm-hmm. but he's not like he's not Link. Where Link doesn't really say yeah. anything; he just plays charades. And then again, like you know, it's, it's also where I'm at and like what's going to happen in the future. In terms of the combat, because I'm not that big of a fan of Devil May Cry's combat, and this is like pulled from Devil May mm-hmm. Cry, like that's something that I have to balance with and not like, I don't see that combat as a detriment. I just see it as like, okay, well, this is just, I have, I have to get used to what does the game want me to do versus what I want to do. So that's where yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this circle four dash thing is obviously useful to get around some attacks to get close to people all that stuff so that's what i'm i'm learning from the game so i'm having a good time the issue is i I need to beat this before armor core because armor core so you got two months right is it what is this armor core come out in august yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Let me check cool. my fantasy league to see when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, August 25th. Oh shit, two months exactly. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's fine. I I thought it was like early August. I okay. Cool. That works. That's totally fine. So yeah, overall, we're pretty much enjoying this game. Uh, the big negative that a lot of people have been talking about, and I have, you know, we everyone witnessed it within the first like 20 minutes of playing this game, are the side quests. They're a little ridiculous. Like the first side is it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler because it's really like at the very beginning of the game. Like one of the side quests is go pick up some wood. And I was like, oh, I guess I gotta go outside and like cut down some trees or something. And then it's like, no, you just go across and go to another like room and just collect the wood and bring it over. I'm just like. I mean, that's a fine little. All right, man. Everything doesn't need you to go find Carmen San Diego. I mean, it's just a little thing to introduce you to the new systems for new players. But there's there was nothing new. You just hold X. Like you already you've been holding X already. So it's just like okay, it, it's one of those things where I'm just not I'm not docking the game a point for it. But it's just like like I was already like, come on, dude. I have armor on. I am a fucking icon. What are you? What are I you think about? you're thinking too much into it, man. You, 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 you're maybe, maybe, but you, that you're was too good to pick up a bucket and a mop. Is what you're telling me? Hey, Amen. If I was Clive, I wouldn't stand for it. Okay, I wouldn't stand for it. All right. Um. Last up for our news, we have this is a weird one. So Microsoft is uh in court with the FTC over the Activision Blizzard King deal. And there has been a lot of tweets and like articles and stuff that's been pulled from it. And really and truly, this is probably going to be a bigger story next week when everything is said and done. There's like a bigger picture to everything. Mm-hmm. So right now, we're just pulling from some of the headlines that we could talk about it. So one yeah. of the big ones is 
Sony says it will withhold PS6 information from Activision if the Microsoft deal goes through. So this is interesting because this is the same PlayStation that also said they fear Microsoft releasing a, um, I'll say, compromise build of Call of Duty where there are certain bugs and stuff that, you know, would, would make the Xbox version look better than the PlayStation. And then they turn around and say something like this. It's just like, like what? I mean, at this point, they're using just kind of customized shit from, what was it, NVIDIA? Who are they? All they have Did to do know? is uh, Sony and Microsoft. Oh, oh, I think okay. it's just Even they both have yeah. similar chip architecture with some exceptions. It shouldn't be hard for them to just set a target, uh, you know, a spec target and give that to Activision. You it, know, granted, I mean, it, yeah. it'd be more optimized if they had actual access to the hardware. But I mean, I understand not wanting to give your upcoming uh, hardware specs to your competition. Granted, allegedly, um, Microsoft did that so Sony could get the MLB The Show running nicely on uh, the Xbox series. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird court proceedings. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like, you know, whatever we have to say at this point to get this thing to not happen. I don't believe that this will be the case. I, I, don't, I don't believe that Sony will actually hold up to this if the deal goes through. I, I think Call of Duty makes too much money for them to put themselves in a compromising position to be like, oh yeah, like the next game that releases on PlayStation 6 will not be the best that it can and Xbox's version will be the best that it can. And like the minute people start doing the comparison between the two games and it's just like, oh yeah, this this, this performance thing is just kind of bad on PlayStation and it works great on Xbox. It's going to be like, oh my God, Xbox, you know, they, they, bought, my, they bought Activision and they just made the playstation version bad or whatever and it's just like no it's it's playstation didn't give them the dev kits playstation said they weren't gonna give them the dev kits but now the version of Call of Duty on playstation is not great so what is not yeah. great in this day and age though i think we're, we're no longer really, in the ps1 and 64 xbox one era i think it's really hard to see in this case because this activision deal be the first of its kind where i mean I, I guess the the whole minecraft thing but yeah it's it's really tough because like you know of course we're just extrapolating off of these details into the future mm -hmm. but it is like because i don't think the final fantasy 13 i don't remember if there was an issue between the playstation and xbox version as long as there wasn't tearing and popping and ridiculous frame drops to where the game feels like it's freezing um like people are crying for 4k 60 fps and i bet you half the people who have a uh ps5 aren't even like taking advantage fully of all the capabilities of the ps5 or the xbox series s that's true i mean that's definitely a possibility I'm, they don't I'm have their picture calibrated and you know all this shit yeah yeah certain settings turn like yeah, I, I'm looking at it more on the performance side. Like Call of Duty would be optimized or better optimized for Xbox and PlayStation because Activision just doesn't have the dev kits to do that optimization. And I think something like that, especially when, when Call of Duty is such like a Twitch shooter, like mm -hmm. I think that could hurt PlayStation in the long run because people are like, oh, we're actually going to use Xbox because it's a, stable, it's a more stable build or like there's less frame drops or whatever. And even if it drops, I like, I don't know, some stupid like five frames or something. 
people look at that. So, every anything to say about this? I think you're underestimating uh, the cyclical nature of Call of Duty. If one version of Call of Duty is quote unquote unoptimized for PlayStation, uh, unless Microsoft has changed the entire structure of Call of Duty, the next Call of Duty, which will then have PlayStation 6 dev kits because they're only withholding it just so Microsoft doesn't get the secrets to their machine, will then be able to be optimized and everything will be fine. Within the next release? Yeah. And the Call of Duty yeah. audience will 100% just keep buying the same next game in the franchise, regardless of how much they cry about it. Wait, wait, I don't, I don't understand. I'm missing your train of thought. So you're saying... He's, he's saying if the PS5 version was quote-unquote worse than the Xbox... No, I'm not. The PS6. PS6. If the PS6 version was quote-unquote less optimized than the next Xbox version... People would bitch about it, but a lot of people don't vote with their money regardless. They go online to bitch. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, we always say we're against microtransactions and all that crap. They're still making money hand over fist, you know, year over year to where they're implementing. Mm-hmm. People just like to talk, mm-hmm. I think, is what Aerie's saying. They, they, they're going to buy it regardless. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see that people, being the case. People buy what systems their friends have and if you're already in the ecosystem they're gonna stick with where they're at true i mean that's a that's that's a good uh not good but like that's a possibility yeah i get that all right um microsoft says xbox has been losing the console war since 2001 no 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 read 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 the quote read what microsoft said oh okay i mean so this is a kotaku article this is by levy winslow Xbox has been losing the console war and its rivals are positioned to continue to dominate, including by levering ex- exclusive content. Is that the quote you're talking about? Oh, no, I wanted to quote where, I mean, you know what? That might have not even been directly from Microsoft, but they said they're getting a uh, PlayStation has been beating the brakes off of them since 2001. Oh, I think that's, they actually say that. <laughs> <laughs> I read that in the article verbatim somewhere. Oh no. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a weird one to me because it, it, you know, of course, Xbox has to minimize their wins to really make it look like Activision Blizzard. This whole deal is like vital to their survival. So for them to say that they've been losing since 2001, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But you're like, wait, Xbox 360 was dominant. I mean, yeah, PlayStation 3 caught up at the end, but like for most of that generation, it was. Let's, let's 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 clarify that. First of all, the quote came from Kotaku. That was just me being silly. It said the Xbox manufacturer told the FTC that Nintendo and Sony are beating the brakes off his console, but Xbox 360 was only dominant in the U.S. Worldwide, it was. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Okay, it just took a while for Sony to catch up in the U.S. It was yeah. never okay I, that yeah, popular okay. worldwide. Yeah. That okay. That makes more sense. I get that. Yeah, mind you, I had right. one. I had one. I did enjoy my Xbox 360, but yeah, I, yeah, I didn't need it because I didn't play anything exclusive on there. I just got it because someone told me they're going to buy me a PS3, and they didn't follow through. But I never bought Gears of War. Never bought Halo. Yeah, or Fable. Was that your like uh, think, machine? Yeah, I think I played Forza just because it came, you know, in a bundle. I got Forza and um Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Mm. That I never even finished. Um, yeah, that was my COD machine and any machine and what have you. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I, I never got a 360. I got an Xbox 
the original Xbox. I got that for Halo, uh, Phantom Crash, for those who know what Phantom Crash is, and Jesse Radio Future. That was it. So yeah, with, with that context, like, okay, that makes sense that they have been losing since 2001. But, you know, keep trying, you know? Keep trying. All right, Microsoft acquired Bethesda after hearing Starfield would be an exclusive to PlayStation. This comes from The Verge. Uh, so this is interesting. So essentially what happened was Microsoft got word that uh, Starfield was going to be exclusive to PlayStation, and they decided to step in front of that by buying the whole studio. <laughs> like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so this is, um, I joke about it, but I think mm-hmm. this is like, okay, so to block this deal, you just literally money bag the whole studio and just bought the studio. Like, like this is a why, why not just offer more money to the studio? Yeah, like offer a better exclusive deal. Yeah, so it's like, instead of that, we're just going to, buy the whole studio so PlayStation doesn't get access to any of the games unless they deem so. I, I think this is the weird one. This is just like, okay, this is definitely... Yeah, yeah I've said this before, but they can't... Uh, if I'm guessing right, the Starfield exclusivity talks were happening when Microsoft was already in the midst of Game Pass, and Game Pass is a subscription model that does not allow them to do high-caliber triple-a exclusive deals like playstation does Mm -hmm. because not only would the game not be on playstation and not making money on playstation you can't have it exclusive on your platform and then not put it on game pass which means at the end of the deal it's not generating the type of revenue that probably bethesda wants which means the price tag on it would be probably way more money than what playstation offers yeah that's a good point so at that point just buy the studio right i think yeah all right, and the last little tidbit that we have is that Activision reportedly wanted a better revenue split before Call of Duty would come to Xbox Series X slash S. That's from Windows Central. So this is one of those things where um, I believe Sarah Bond was, was talking about this, and she basically said that at the time of the deal, they accepted this revenue split even though they were going to buy the studio. So this is one of the things like, oh, actually... The revenue split that Activision was asking for was the same split that they had with PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So it seems that Xbox had a different, probably lower, lower value split for Activision, essentially. So yeah, this is just another one of those tidbits. So there, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen next week. I feel like, is it possible that we can have a solution, not a solution, an answer to this whole bid by this time next week? No, I think no. whatever's going to happen with the FTC is going to happen. The deal isn't, uh, I believe the deadline is sometime at the end of June, but if the FTC is going hard on this and they want I think to go it's July. on. And, yeah, July. Okay. Yeah. If the, yeah then definitely not. If the, yeah. And also if the FTC is going to really go hard with it and if they decide to actually bring guns to this fight, uh, then they could probably block this. And then that puts Microsoft at a weird point where, yeah, they have 40 something approvals across the entire world, except for in two of their biggest markets. And so they need to figure something out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Microsoft, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I'm at the point where I just want this to be said and done. So it can make way for other news. All right, guys. Well, that's been it for us for uh, this week. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode and much we enjoyed making it. Don't forget, you can like this video, subscribe to the channel, 
and hit the notification bell. Do all those things in that order and hopefully everything will be right. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on. If you want to join our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. That's it. We did it. Take care. Be safe. Play games.